0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Sack and Jack, he or Rob Sacker is not here. I'm Jack Ferris with the voice of the Zags, Tom Hudson. Yeah, that was muscle memory right there.
1: Hey, I feel like Big Rob is, uh, he's kind of like. <laughs> Every time you try to have me on, somehow Rob's got something else happening. I, I think he's uh, he's avoiding me. Jack. Well, when
0: you when you have four kids and seven jobs like Rob,
1: uh, <laughs> that's, that's a good point.
0: It's tough to lock him in. Do you, you know about his latest job? He he just announced it last week. Have you heard about it?
1: No, I don't think I have.
0: He is the head oh, coach uh, of
1: Nor- at NC, right?
0: Yeah, North Central. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right. That's right. Ephra- yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, just add one more thing to the pile. Why not?
0: I mean. It- Another thing we were kicking around on the show is North Central was probably named, what, 70 years ago in Spokane? There is yeah. nothing about the campus of North Central High School that is north in Spokane. No, consider- no, not anymore. <laughs> it is very, very centrally located in my yeah. maybe not so humble opinion. Uh, Tom Hudson, you are one day removed from calling the first game kind of of the season. We defeated, what mm-hmm. was it? Lewis and Clark State by a count of 98-56 yeah. or 58? 96-58. Flipped it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, general thoughts.
1: You know, the, the weirdest thing, Jack, was like, I mean, obviously not having like Drew Timmy there, right? I mean, you, you get used to having a, a guy and not just Drew, but it was kind of funny. Mo and I were joking. It's like man, we knew there were going to be new faces. We knew there were going to be some weird combinations, right? We only had three guys on the roster who have actually scored in a ad uniform going into the game last night. It's so like, oh, cool, you know, it's going to be different. But then when you were looking at it, you know, and then it's coming out of a timeout and, you know, and you're rattling off the five guys that are going to be on the floor, you're like what the heck? <laughs> is, is this Gonzaga? You, you know, it's, Uh, it's a new year and it is a, it's a ton of new faces. And obviously some of those kids have played at the, at the college level, but it was a little bit strange to be honest. And I mean, obviously they settled in and got some stuff figured out, but it was, uh, it was definitely a a different look with eight new faces, you know, trying to, trying
0: to find their way. No one is closer to the program than you. And I'm thrilled to hear that you're also confused as hell. I mean, I, exactly. Usually you have a, a few holder overs, you have a cornerstone, of the of the program and I guess that belongs to um who's slipping my name right now well, well you've got Anton right? Anton. Anton Anton's Anton's yeah. the one cornerstone yep. of of the program yep. but everyone else yeah no it's just it's it's just a grab bag of of guys from all over the place
1: Yeah, and it's funny, too, because I think outside of Anton Jack, like, you know, you look at Nolan Hickman. I mean, he's sliding over to the two, so he's playing a new position, you know, at at least a little bit. I mean, I know he's played for us and started games for us, but it's a, you know, it's a new look for him. And then Ben Gregg is moving into a new role, right? I mean, he's a veteran now, and, and I think there's a little more of an expectation that, you know, with all of his hustle and all the great stuff that he did last year, uh, you know, I think, you know, you're expecting Ben to take a little bit of a step here and and have a really solid year. So, yeah, I mean, outside of Anton, I mean, even the those two other guys that have been there, it, this is a little bit of a different season, I think.
0: Uh, well, let's get right into it. Speaking of those newcomers, uh, a guy who he didn't hear a lot of this fall because he's been battling some kind of injury, certainly yeah. made his presence known last night. Grand Ike,
1: 24
0: yeah. points, 11 to 13 from the field. Now, it, was this kind of the case where – Lewis and Clark didn't have the dudes to, to combat an EK or is this is EK kind of the dude? I, you know what?
1: I, I think a, a combination, right? I mean, they, they had a couple of decent sized bodies, um, but you know, just watching the way that Graham moved was awesome. I mean, you could see that he's, he's got some feel and he has some ability. Uh, and I think, you know, Mo and I talked about this. I mean, one of the biggest things that you wanted to see was after having not played for a year, you know, because of the foot injury, you know how he was going to react and how he was going to you know respond to just being on the floor. And it was great to see him. He moved around, didn't look like he had any real issues. I know they've been holding him back a little bit in camp, you know, wanting to make sure that uh, that he's healthy. Uh, and, you know, coach said he wanted to play him about 20 minutes last night. So it all worked out to perfection. Right. But I mean, I think just to see him go out there and have success uh, was, you know, was phenomenal. And, and sure, maybe a little bit of rust and, and like you said, maybe a little bit of the competition. But the moves were there. You know, it was kind of funny because, you know, when he was coming in, it was kind of like, well, he's not really a back-to-the-basket guy. You know, he's kind of an 8-10-foot to 10 foot jump shot guy. And then, you know, I watched some some film of him from Wyoming. And, you know, I said, like, well, actually, he's got some, you know, he's got some back-to-the-basket moves. He gets into the paint. He does some stuff. And, and obviously, he's not grew. But, you know, there, there were some similarities in the way that he moves. And then obviously, being a lefty gives you, you know, a little different look too. But, yeah, I, I thought he looked really good. It was a great start. And I know that – uh you know, he's going to have to knock on wood, stay healthy. Cause I, I think w- one thing that we did see last night is at this point, he is going to be the main back to the basket guy uh, for this Gonzaga team.
0: So he's the key. I mean, his numbers really jumped off the box score. Uh, yeah. Speaking of jumping off the box score, he didn't start, he came off the bench, another relatively new face, Braden Huff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and he was awesome. And, you know, it's funny because everybody that I've talked to has talked about what a great camp he had and how good yeah. he has been in the fall. It's like, you know, hey, who's kind of jumped out? It's like, oh, it's Brayden. It's Braden. And then, you know, like, again, Mo and I always joke about it. it's easy to be really good in camp or, you know, it's funny how coaches always say like when a guy's red shirting you know, hey, who's the best player on the team? And it's always like, well, it's the kid's red shirt because he's playing on the scout team, right? He gets to do whatever he wants and he doesn't have to run in the flow of the offense. Free, free,
0: freelancing, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly, right? And so I think, you you know, it's, hey, fall camp's great, but what are you going to do when you get into a game? And Brayton was phenomenal. It was the same thing. And I think he's a little bit bigger than I thought. You know, I mean, you look at his body. He's just got a, a really big frame, but – uh, interesting another lefty right so you have two lefties that are going to be able to play you, you know inside. inside I thought Brayton had some pretty good uh, you know post moves I blocked I, I think they gave him credit for three I thought he might have had one or two more but you know he blocked some shots so it gave us a little bit of uh, presence inside because you know when you look at the rest of the roster he's probably the one guy that's going to have to to do that and be the rim protector you know just kind of looking at the way that you know everybody else plays I thought Brayton was phenomenal uh, he, he looked really good you know really hustled and uh, I, I think he's you know, it, it's interesting. Mo and I've talked about this quite a bit. I'm sure you and, and Rob have too. You know, coach for you know the last whatever decade or whatever, you know, you look at kind of a three-man rotation at the four and the five, mm-hmm. right? Where you're just okay, mm-hmm. it's like it's gonna be three bigs, they're gonna play and we're gonna rotate those guys around. Well, you look at it right now, and it's Graham, Anton, Ben, and Brayton. So you've got four guys, right? And it's gonna be interesting to see kind of how this all works. Um, you know, I, I think it gives coach a little bit of a luxury, especially early on, you know, to make sure that Graham is feeling good in his comeback. But uh, Brayden really established himself. I, I thought he was fantastic uh, last night. And, you know, and hopefully that continues. So you, think, like Mr. Basketball, Illinois, just yeah, red shirts. Right. Yeah. yeah <laughs> did not yeah. even play last year. And then and good for him because he worked in his game and, and he looked really good.
0: I I mean, that's that's the thing, man. You have to have to the maturity you have to have as an 18 year old to go to a place and red shirt and then not only just like sit and be like yeah. whatever I'll play like to get better is i like credit to him um you said I-, I
1: agree i agree
0: you said it is a a luxury to have four guys for the three spots that the, like, the three man rotation of the fours and the fives mm-hmm. but few has given given us nothing but evidence that points to, he's going to play three guys. He's not going to yeah. bring in a fourth right. unless it's like some crazy right. circumstance. So who's going to be the guy, uh, the odd man out? I mean, I, I, looking at the what? box score, it's Ben Gregg from last night.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it's interesting, right? Because when you look at that, it, and, you know, Mo and I talked about this in the pregame show last night, and, and it's, it's not unique to Gonzaga, and I'm not pointing to any problems or anything going on. But, you know, for a coaching staff in this day and age with that, transfer deal where you can leave immediately right you have to like and I know your your goal is to win games now and you know and I'm sure the coach Hugh in his mind isn't thinking okay we've got to keep everybody happy because we don't want to lose anybody mm-hmm. I mean we're getting mm-hmm. ready for the season we're trying to get going and you know Yale's going to be a pretty good opponent and you're going to Maui I and mean, that's what they're worried about but you know the, the concern gets to be a little bit is you've got four guys for three spots mm-hmm. so what how do you keep everybody happy enough knowing that anybody can just walk out the door, knowing that a kid could check out, right? Hey, I'm not playing and I'm going to go somewhere else. And so maybe midway through the season, you know, the kid's like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm done. Um, and and I don't think that's going to happen to this group. I'm not, I'm not suggesting anything from a Gonzaga perspective uh, as much as when you look at that situation where you do have those four kids, You know, what do you do and how do you handle it? I mean, obviously, you know, Anton, it will be out of eligibility at the end of this year. So, you know, in some form and fashion, you want to keep those other three kids, you know, happy. uh, But you also need to win games. And Anton didn't come back to not play a lot of minutes. Right. So uh, I'm I'm dodging your question a little bit, (laughs) Jack, I think. But I, I think so. But I think it's a very fascinating thing. Right. Because you do have to make sure, you know, and I think, you know, from Ben's standpoint, very much like Brayden, you talk about Brayden, you know, sitting out and, you know, and, and going through a red shirt. Your Ben didn't necessarily do that, but he's, you know, kind of waited, right? And, you know, even from Ben's perspective, you look at Anton coming back, you know, in some regards, the way Gonzaga's always worked, right? You put in your time as a freshman and a junior, and then you, you know, you're able to step into a bigger role. Well, now you bring Anton back. So now Ben, who had to be thinking, if Anton leaves, I'm going to be the starting oh, right. for Gonzaga, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, now he's coming off the bench again. And, you know, so it, it's, it's interesting how this stuff all plays and, and how it all works. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if early on, because, you know, they're, they're working uh, Graham back in that all four of those guys are going to play. Yeah. And then hopefully it just shakes itself out like that on the floor, uh, you know, with those guys playing. Cause I, I think they all bring, you know, a, a different thing to, to the team. Right. And, and I think the, the one interesting thing might be is that Graham and Braden feel like they're a little more back to the basket guys. I know Braden's a pick and pop guy in theory, but you know, I, I think you would, describe Anton and Ben a little more that way than you would Brayden, if that makes sense. So, uh, you know, Mo and I talked about that. You potentially have a true five with a true backup five and a true four and a true backup four. But like you said, Coach Few hasn't done that for a really long time. So No, yeah. no, he <laughs> hasn't. That's one of the things that's going to have to shake out here.
0: I mean, one thing, it's funny, I was ready to move on, but then you saying that brought me back to the 2017 team where we had... Mm-hmm. Tilly and Zach Collins coming off the bench to spell Jay yeah. Williams and Shemek. Yeah. It was like a, it was like a sorry, hockey yeah. line change. So that was yeah, the last time. Exactly right. that, that was the last time we had four bigs that played serious, serious minutes. So yeah. I guess yeah. there is, there is precedent. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, one guy who doesn't have to worry about Please. his minutes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. We battled a delay there. One guy, Mr. Hudson, who doesn't have to worry about minutes this season is, yeah. uh, is Ryan Nemhard? Yeah, man. He, you know what was fun watching him last night, Jack. Was I know
1: he didn't score it great, but ten assists, one turnover, just keeping everybody else involved and making the offense go. That's an awesome asset to have, right? I mean, because we know Ryan can score. Right, he put thirty on Baylor in the NCAA tournament last year. I mean, he's a kid who can go and score the basketball. But if it's not going in, it doesn't affect. His potential impact on the game, right? And we saw that I think last night, yeah. where he didn't score it a ton, but you know, I mean, boy, he got everybody involved to you know feel for it. I I, I thought he was really good.
0: Yeah, you mentioned that. I wrote down four points, ten assists, one turnover, but uh, the 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 number that pops out on these unbelievable Gonzaga box scores is the plus minus plus twenty four. Like you can't add, yeah. in in like in like nineteen minutes or something like that. So. I am not worried about riding yeah. them hard. He is he is exceeding matching my lofty expectations if not exceeding them. So, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm thrilled to have a floor general of his caliber uh back in Spokane. Um okay, mm-hmm. one one new face last night that I'll say it disappointed. Like there's no there's no two ways about it. Uh Steel mm-hmm. Venters. Steel mm-hmm. Venters two points. I think it's two points was that fast break like dunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that. Like that? really yeah. That was very mm-hmm. cool and, and, and made the highlight real. 0 for 2 from deep. Like, we brought this guy in to be a shooter, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. What was it, the flow of the yeah. game that just, like, didn't warrant outside shots? How, how come our shooter went 0 for 2 from, from 3?
1: Well you, know, well, well, you know, what's interesting is you know, so he picked up a couple of fouls there in the first half. Uh, You know, and so, and we know Coach Few, right? I mean, you get two fouls in the first half, and most likely you're sitting uh, on the bench for the rest of it. And then Dusty Stromer comes in and Dusty was flying around doing a bunch of stuff. So that probably limited a, 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 a few of, of Steele's minutes. I think he is still in a place that he's figuring out how it's all going to work at this level. Right. Because obviously, I mean, he's the biggest guy player of the year. We know he can play a little bit. Right. I mean, I, I don't think that that's doubt, but you know, the question is how many times has he played in front of 6,000 people? Mm-hmm. Right. How many times has there been that kind of energy, that kind of expectation, you know, and he goes from playing in a place, no disrespect to Eastern. But, you know, he's playing in a place where, he's, you know, the expectations were maybe within the program. But it wasn't like everybody was watching your every move and wanting to know why you went over two. And, and, you know, so I think he's probably still trying to figure those things out a little bit, um, you know, and, and I, I think transferring in and having that expectation. He's like, OK, well, Steele's going to come in and he's going to, you know, shoot. 45, 48% from three, and he's gonna be our shooter. I just get the feeling he's still kind of working through that a little bit. Um, you know, I I hope that uh that he does. Um he's a great kid, and I I you know I, I think once he gets settled in, uh he'll he'll be okay. Uh, but you know, it, it's interesting to you know to jump in as the, the starting three at Gonzaga. And we know too. I mean, playing the three guns ag is very difficult. I mean, there are a lot of things that are expected of you. It's not just knocking down shots, right? It's like, oh, you need to rebound. You need to be able to make the right read. You need to be able to defend. You know, there, there are a lot of things that you have to be able to do. So, you know, I think he'll be able to to kind of settle in and, and figure it out. Hopefully, you know, I joked too uh, last night. We were kind of talking about being a veteran versus, you know, you look at Dusty. I mean, Dusty's just, you know, freshman kid who comes in and it's like, you know, Hey, you know, sometimes young and dumb is a lot better than, (laughs) you know, than smart and experienced, right? You don't know any better and you're just playing around playing. And, and, you know, you almost wonder a little bit for Steele if he just needs to get some games under his belt and kind of lose that thought of expectation, you know, versus if if you're coming off the bench and, you know, it's like, hey, just run around and do whatever you can do. And and that changes things a little bit. So, yeah, hopefully uh, he gets going because, I mean, quite honestly, Steele didn't shoot it very well at craziness in the kennel either. So, you know, hopefully uh, he can find his
0: way out of it. Here's my thing. The goatee is really cool and funny if you're knocking down threes. If you're not, it, it's like, is that guy wearing a goatee? Why does that guy have a goatee? So, uh, I would love to keep the goatee. I I mean, I think we're famous for our crazy facial hair and hair, and this would continue in that tradition, but uh, we got to start making some plays. Um, you mentioned Mo. He was on a couple of weeks yeah. ago, and uh, one guy, I asked him to to discuss who who was exceeding his expectations, he he named Dusty. And it's funny you just named Dusty there coming in to spell steel yeah. minutes. Um, I mean, we said it again. I've, I'll say it 10,000 times. Seven, eight guys will play yeah, for Gonzaga. In- yeah. Yeah.
1: And and it's going to be interesting, right? Because Dusty, you know, in, in talking to Brian Mikeson last night after the game, we had him on post game. You know, I mean, Mo and I both, I mean, you're just impressed by how much he flew around and just did all the small stuff, you you know, where it's like he didn't get credit for rebounds, but he was the guy who was in there flying in and and tipping it out or, uh, you know, just making kind of, you know, heads up plays and and doing some stuff. And I was kind of joking with B-Mike, I said, you know, a lot of times these top 50, top 25 type of recruits, that's not what they're known for, right? I mean, they they come in and they're shooters and they want the ball in their hands and all stuff. And and B-Mike laughed he said, hey, you know, on social media, he's known for all his scoring and we know he can score, but this was the Dusty that we recruited was the kid that that flies around and make plays. And so that was great. I mean, you're right. It was awesome to see him flying around. And so that's going to be interesting too, right? Because, you know, in some regards, you're looking at it and you look at all the the veterans with the transfers that you brought in. And now you have this this young kid who's flying around and obviously being a top recruit. I mean, you want him to play. So it is going to be interesting to see where he fits in that rotation where Steele fits. I mean, you have to kind of think that three spot is the one that's up for grabs. I mean, right. Ryan and Nolan are going to start. And then Graham and Anton are going to start. You know, so the the three might be the one where you know the the minutes are, are maybe uh, you know a little bit interchangeable as we you know start the season. So you know that's going to be interesting. And then I think especially what's going to be interesting, you know, you just talked about the seven or eight, and I don't know if you were going to mention Luka Krinovich, but you know he came in last night. and mean, he had seven assists, no turnovers, and he just looked really comfortable and, and really was solid. He just in those short passes on the pick and roll. You know, he knew when to throw it, He, you know, threw some just beautiful pocket passes. He was really good. And, and I had said to Mo, you know, and, and he had kind of said, hey, you know, those those Eastern European kids learn how to play in the pick and roll a lot earlier than our guys do. So he, he seems to have a pretty good feel for it. But he also, to me, didn't look like he felt like he had to score. Right. I mean, it, it, when he brought the ball to the floor, it wasn't like, OK, I'm going to look for a guy and then I'm going to get to the rim. It was, you know, what? I'm going to look for a guy and I'm going to find him and, and I'm going to get the ball to him. I, I thought he looked really good, too, which. You know, Mo and I talked about a little bit in the pregame show last night was, you know, you look at our guards, you've got Ryan, you've got Nolan. And then, you know, who's going to play those 20 minutes a game that those two guys aren't on the floor? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the thought is, OK, well, does steel move over? Does Dusty move over? And you play him at the two. And we saw that a little bit last night. But, you know, Krainovich can do what he was doing. Uh, you know, last night and be consistent. I mean, he's a good size. I mean, he's 6'5", and, you know, looks pretty strong. You know, he might be able to to sneak in there too. So when you talk about that seven or eight, (laughs) you know, adding a couple of more faces to the mix. So it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out because I I thought he played really well last night.
0: Decisions to make. uh, Every – what is it? Every four years you get the honor and the privilege to go to Maui. Of course, Mm -hmm. the, um, the fires change plans this year. Are you pumped yeah. to go to Honolulu? When was the last time you spent five days in Honolulu? You know, I have never been to Honolulu. No so way.
1: I, you know, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, it's it's terrible that we're not able to go to Maui, but uh, it'll be, you know, interesting to see Honolulu. I've, I've never been there before. And, uh, you know the family's gonna come, so that's nice. They they were with me in Maui last time, and you know, and it'll be nice for them to see something uh, you know a little bit different. Um, So yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to be there. It's gonna be an interesting feel, right, playing at the University of Hawaii, right? I mean, I think that it's a 10,000 seat, 11,000 seat arena, so that's gonna be a little bit different. I mean, one of the best things about Maui is playing in that tiny little gym, and it just gets so loud. You know, as a matter of fact, it was funny about. Uh, My wife and uh, my kids, and so this is four years ago. I mean, they're what five and seven, somewhere in that neighborhood, six and eight. It was so loud, they had to leave the game because the kids just couldn't handle it. Mm -hmm. I I mean, it, you know, I mean, because you've got it, it's one of those unique, you know, scenarios where you've got the same number of people cheering for each team. So it's always loud. You know, it's not like a home game where you cheer for your team Mm -hmm. and then you go quiet when the other team scores. I mean, Mm This side screaming and this side screaming. And so it's just constantly laughing. I mean, it's it's one of the best places that, that we play. I, I just absolutely love going over there. So that obviously will be a little bit different, but uh, but it will be fun to to see Honolulu and have the, the opportunity to experience that.
0: Where do you where you guys stand, you know? Uh
1: I don't know yet. Um I heard a rumor that we were gonna be at a curtain somewhere, but uh I haven't uh, gotten that deep in.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: but why? I, I, I'm, am i am just hopeful that we're sitting right in the beach. That's the one thing that, you know, I mean, hopefully we're just, we're right there and we're, we're dialed in.
0: For sure. You'll be on Waikiki. I mean, I be, think people, people hate on Honolulu, Waikiki in particular, because it is so, it's like a big city on the water, but there's a big city there for a reason. Like mm-hmm. the water is unbelievable. Like the Oahu water, Maui's great. The Oahu water nice. looks like the Mediterranean. Uh, yeah. and I the kids are going to love it. I think, cause there's way more to do but oh. the adults may not love it as much because there's so much to do. Like, I think one of the draws of Maui too was mm-hmm. the going out options were so limited that you're going to see everybody out. Right. You, you don't, you, you can make plans, but you're just going to go out and see everybody. Cause there's only like four restaurants, right. Um, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you could, I, I think what you'll miss in Honolulu for sure is that feeling of like Maui invitationals in town and you're only going to see people from those eight other colleges because it's right. disappeared in Waikiki for sure. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, but, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It'll be interesting to see. But like you said, it also is kind of fun seeing. You know, my first time there, I remember it was when we played Kentucky. Uh, and I remember I was sitting having uh, having dinner, and Tubby Smith is walking down the beach, and all the Kentucky fans sitting in the restaurant start yelling his name and you know, Tubby, go Tubby, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and I'm just shaking my head like, Man, it's like G. You chose it, you know, and just yeah. uh, you can't just walk down the beach holding your wife's hand, you know. I mean, everybody's always after you, but you're because you're right because everybody is there, and that's all it is. Is, is everybody from those schools that, that have taken over? So that that part's it's cool, right? It, it is cool to see that, but it will also be nice to be able to to get away a little bit.
0: Yeah, for sure, you'll definitely have that option. Uh, Yale next week, Mister Hudson. Uh, you got to get out of here because you got to go see some monster cars.
1: Yeah, we're going to head down to the arena and, uh, yeah, monster truck it up and see what happens. It's been a, a few years since I uh, did that. As a matter of fact, I was a kid. It was in the Astrodome, if I can tell you a quick story. That's I mean, yes, how far back we go. And there was, uh, it was actually a demolition derby. I, this is my time predates monster trucks, right? It was a demolition derby. But there was a, a guy, and I think you could probably look him up on uh, on the internet. That probably exists. Uh, Robinson's name, and he was a star. Stuff- Kind of uh, in the can evil mode, but he went to the top of the Astrodome and he was going to like free fall down into a, a, you know, into a big, big, you know, mattresses or something. And we went to my son of a gun stuck up there. Oh. So we, we spent there for like two hours waiting for the guy to drop and they can't drop him because he's stuck so we had to go home without seeing dar robinson but uh what's
0: his name <laughs> but the dar- derby
1: was cool so i'm, I'm kind of hopeful that uh that we get to see some dar yep
0: <laughs> dar i'm 99 oh, sure
1: it was dar robinson i'll look it up and i'll tell you next time
0: <laughs> no you got it it's dar robinson Absolutely. but yeah it
1: was uh there we go yep uh, the memory hasn't completely escaped me but uh yeah that was back yeah way long ago but uh yeah so i'm hopeful we'll get to see some good fun stuff tonight because it's uh, this afternoon i guess because <laughs> it's been a while but
0: my son's gonna love it so that's good <laughs> all right don't let josh cox get behind the wheel of any of those monster Tom uh, I will to- not. <laughs> uh thank you so much for your time buddy we'll talk to you soon
1: all right sounds great jack great to see you
0: <laughs> thank you for listening to believe